0: Uh, Turn in your Bibles to Nehemiah, chapter 2. I'll read the first uh, six verses. As you can see uh, uh, on the handouts and on the screen, the title of this message is, Wait for it and go. Uh, Chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. And it came to pass in the month Nisan, in the twentieth year of Artaxerxes the king, that wine was before him, And I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid. And said unto the king, Let the king live forever, Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchers, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me into Judah, unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulcher, that I may build it. And the king said unto me, The queen also sitting by him, For how long shall thy journey be? And when wilt thou return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. Now, we already covered this, and we just read it again where we see that Nehemiah is the cupbearer for the king. Uh, He is really, at this time in history, the king, one of the most powerful men on the earth. And, uh, of course, Nehemiah and the people, the Jews, are in captivity in Babylon. And their hometown of Jerusalem is burned and destroyed, and the walls are broken down. Uh, Of course, we learn from chapter 1, Nehemiah hears about it, it breaks his heart, he weeps and prays for four months, uh, for God to do the impossible, and actually to deliver the people so that they can go back, rebuild the walls, the temple, and their city. Nehemiah not only knew how to watch and pray weep and pray but also how to wait and pray sometimes that's the hardest thing for us to do it's hard enough to pray and remember to do it on a regular basis sometimes we get too busy and that's the last thing we should forget is to keep praying Uh, and of course uh, we, we get something in our heart and we want to rush out and make it happen right away we want to do it you know it God might lay the burden on her heart, but the timing isn't exactly right yet, so we need to wait. Now, I haven't told you something yet that is very important about this story. Remember, we had mentioned before Nehemiah. A few years before this, the king had left another group of Jews returned to Jerusalem to begin rebuilding the walls. But the word got back to him that they were insurrectionists. They, they had other things in mind. And so he had the work stopped and the wall that was built, he had torn down. Uh, then he issued a decree that, that uh, the decree the said they would never be able to rebuild the wall again. Uh, it was the law of the Medes and Persians, which meant it could not be undone. Pretty serious, isn't it? It really was impossible. So you know God had to be behind it. When they said it, that was it. Uh, there's nothing too big for our God. And for 120 days, we already covered this. Nehemiah is watching, weeping, and waiting in prayer. Here in chapter two, we begin to see that this book is one of the greatest success stories, I believe, in all of human history. God wants us to succeed. Uh, the Bible. Uh, Not like the TV evangelist preaches it, but in a biblical way. Uh, In order to succeed, we need to do two things. Uh, We need to recognize what success really is and that we need to learn how to do it God's way, not man's way. Uh, what the world calls successful, God often calls failure. Uh, What is success? Success is finding and doing the will of God for your life. We have said numerous times when a person gets saved, when a person moves to another area, you need to find a church where you can serve God, serving with all of your heart, and get busy doing what he wants you to do, whatever that might be. Everybody has a different talent and an an ability. You may not be rich or famous as a result when you get in the center of God's will and you pursue what he wants you to do, but you will be a great, great success in the eyes of God, and that's the most important thing. Uh, Number one in our Nehemiah verbalized his goal. He verbalized his goal. And by the way, when we say he verbalized his goal, it was done at the proper time. In Bible times, it was common for kings to be assassinated. Uh, Everybody was looking to move in and take over. Sometimes even the sons of the kings were. even though they would inherit the throne someday. They wanted to speed it along or rush it along some, sometimes, and uh, they would uh, try to kill even their own father. Uh, that, that's pretty bad. Uh, of course, one way that it happened was through poisoning. They would try to poison someone. And it was the cupbearer's job to taste Everything that was brought before the king. Now, it didn't matter how well he dressed and uh, uh, how comfortable he might have been, I don't think I'd want that job, <laughs> tasting the food. Uh, but history demonstrates uh, the cupbearer uh, at those, that time in history also became, can we say, an unofficial advisor to the king because he was present when a lot of business was being discussed. And who knows, there was kind of a relationship there, wouldn't you believe? And, and of course, he would have been observed, too, as he tasted the food and the wine. And on this particular day, it must have been uh, obvious that Nehemiah was very burdened. Uh, he had been fasting, remember, for a long time. His eyes might have been red. Uh, his cheeks might have been sunken in. He may not have even had a lot of energy at this time. Uh, in verse 2, the king notices, and the end of the verse uh, says that Nehemiah was sore afraid because uh, this was a capital offense. Uh, Eastern monarchs uh, were to be shielded from all negativity. It was supposed to be positive around them all the time. Uh, He could be executed just for having a sad face. That's pretty bad. I'm not sure I blame the king. He had all the work to do. uh, All day hearing about problems. And when he sits down to eat, the last thing he wants to do is to have a sad sack waiting on him. (laughs) Uh, So on this day, Nehemiah couldn't hide it any longer. Why not? Because it was God's perfect timing. Remember what we said. Verbalized his goal at the proper time. If God had not planned this perfectly... Nehemiah could have been killed. Uh, we already understand why. Previously, for every, every day, for 120 days, Nehemiah would pray that God would open the door and work the miracle to have the walls rebuilt in Jerusalem. And God uses the king to open it. And the king himself asked, what's going on? And how can I help? Man, that's very exciting. Verse 3. Even though he's scared, when God opens the door, he walks through it as he should, and he doesn't mince words. Nehemiah verbalized his goal. Uh, How did he do that? Well, first of all, with a prayerful spirit. Verse 4. I guess you could say this prayer was a quick kind of a Iro style prayer shot up into heaven. He didn't have a lot of time to think about this. He was probably quietly under his breath, and he's praying, but he remembered to pray. Now, this kind of prayer, I guess we can say, is only effective if it is backed up by a lot of private, Praying. And we know that it was backed up by 120 days of private praying. So, after he got done praying for constantly for four months, that's why this, can we say, arrow prayer was so effective. Nehemiah is talking to the most powerful man in the world at that time, as far as he is concerned, but he pauses just for a moment, to communicate with his real boss, and that was God. Proverbs 21.1, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. Nehemiah verbalized his goal. He verbalized his goal another way in a powerful statement. A powerful statement. Verse 5. The last five words. That I may build it. Here's a key to success. Verbalize your goals clearly and concisely. It's important to do that. Uh, we have in our your notes here. People who transfer their thoughts and dreams into actual words are far more likely to reach them than those who don't. Let people know what's going on. Speak it out. You know, we we just said here a week or two ago, we'd like to get things together to send to Gerald Sutek. Well, now we let you know about that. Guess what? Now we need your help to get that done. We put that into words. Now we'll see how that goes. Uh, we should uh, uh, we should also announce our goals, what our goals are. We should transfer the burden to others who will help us reach the goals. Uh, if we don't let you know what's going on, uh, we certainly can't do it ourselves. We need your help to get things done. Sometimes... It takes the help of others to reach certain goals. Nehemiah needed the permission, he needed the provision and protection of the king, and he needed the backing of all the fellow Hebrews also. We'll learn later on how he had to challenge them to get busy for the Lord. Uh, When the moment came, he gave his uh, precise mission and purpose statement. That I may build it. Oh, he didn't intend to do it on his own, but he had this desire in his heart to see that it was done. A goal has to start somewhere and with someone. That's always the case. Nehemiah knew it would be tough and there would be many challenges. But his clear-cut mission statement uh, got him through it. When people tried to discourage him, he went back to it and said, I'm going to build the wall. You're going to see that as we go through. Uh, You'll see in one of the chapters that much of the trouble that came to him was from without his organization, can we say? And a lot of the uh, problems also came from within. You'll see when they get back to the city and they see all the rubble and they think to themselves, my goodness, how are we going to do this? First of all, we've got to clean up the mess and then we've got to build the wall. And there's always a sad sack somewhere in the group that thinks it can't be done, but We have to keep encouraging them, and eventually they might come around. Uh, So Nehemiah knew it would be tough, and it would be a challenge. Um, When people tried to discourage him, we said that he went back to that first time when he put it into words, what he wanted to do. What goal should you let God Drop in your heart for your spiritual life, for your family, for your home, for your business, for a ministry that you might have. Many people here have ministries. You know, there's a, a statement that's uh, often said. It's certainly not original with me. It goes back a long ways. I can remember hearing this statement when I was a kid. Aim at nothing and you'll hit it too. So we do need goals. We do need to set goals and then do all that we can to reach them with God's help. There might be somebody that sits here today, and uh, you might need to set some goals. Maybe the Lord's been speaking to you about something. Well, Uh, Some of them goals that God might be dealing with you concerning uh, might be uh, also to read your Bible every day. That's an important thing to remember. Sometimes we get so caught up and we get busy, we forget those very most important things when it comes to serving God. Having a communication with him through prayer and having him communicate to us through his word. So very, very important. Also, a goal might be that God might be laying on your heart is to witness to someone. Maybe to make a goal to try to witness to somebody every week or every month. Well, that's an attainable goal, and uh, maybe that's something you need to work on. Maybe the other thing is to uh, open up a door that you'll be able to bring someone to church. that would be great. You know, there are some people out there that, uh, they reach a point in life where they can't drive anymore uh, for whatever reason, and they would love to go to church. Well, see if you can't find somebody like that and bring them to church. That would be great too. Uh, maybe uh, the goal that God might be speaking to you about or laying on your heart is uh, to increase your mission giving. There's always a need for uh, more giving to our missionaries. I'd like, love to be able to add more missionaries that we support and also increase the ones that we uh, presently support. Uh, Maybe another goal is to find somebody that you can sit down and disciple. Have a Bible study with and help them to grow. I know in the past, I'm thinking right now of a lady that had a neighbor that was interested in knowing more about the Bible and every chance she got, she would go to the neighbor and sit down and have a Bible study with her. Sometimes she'd take the notes that I gave her from church and she'd sit down and go over the notes with this lady who didn't go to church but was interested in knowing more about the Word of God and about God himself. Uh, Maybe another goal is to start a Real prayer time every day. I told you many times about the older lady that I knew uh, attended the church that I did uh, previously for 28 years. She had a Rolodex. And she she said she couldn't do much, but she would go through that Rolodex. She had a list of people she would pray for every single day. that's a great thing to do. That's a great thing. And what a goal that would be. Uh, Maybe uh, here's something else, too, in this uh, day and age in which we live. Uh, Maybe you need to work on uh, improving relationships, improving your marriage. Those are things that are very important, too. And our goals uh, to consider. Here's something else. Uh, this uh, maybe isn't along the lines of spirituality. But it certainly would have something to do with your life. As long as the Lord allows you to live here. Uh, here on this earth. Maybe start saving or setting aside some money. <laughs> uh It's wonderful to have Social Security. I draw it. As soon as I could, I did. I I drew on that. After all, I did pay into it for quite a few years. But uh, it's good to also have a little extra. It's good to start out our children in learning how to save and set aside money for things that they might need, but also for later on in life. Maybe there's some other goals you might have. Maybe you need to defeat a bad habit. Well, with the Lord's help, you can do that. All of these are goals that are attainable uh, with the help of, of God in your life. So even with the goal that we see what Nehemiah and his burden was, and we see the importance of waiting for it, for the answers to come, for the doors to open. But then what do we do after we want to reach that goal? Well, then go. Do it. Get it done. Uh, Allow the Lord to give you the strength, whatever your goal might be, to accomplish that goal. We have set many goals here at this local church through the years. And God has very... Uh, graciously, helped us to meet those goals as only he can. And sometimes when it looked like it would be impossible, he met the goal. And he can continue to do this for each and every one of us. First, we need to pray. And then sometimes we need to wait for certain things to happen. But most of all, and finally, what we need to remember is then go. Make yourself available. Ask God to help you. And then get busy doing what the Lord would have us to do. Here at Cornerstone, uh, I'm so grateful what God has done for us in the past. But I I don't just live on past experiences or past successes. I want him to do more. I want to see this congregation grow, not only spiritually, but numerically also. The more help we have, the better. Uh, We have not started back into Sunday school yet because the teachers that we do have, they're getting a little weary. And it'd be great to have more teachers so that we can expand and have teachers for the kids when they come for Sunday school. Uh, Right now, uh, heavy on my heart is what we're going to do this year as far as vacation Bible school. I want to have one this year. And now we have to sit down and Uh, I don't mind picking your brain, too, with some ideas. How are we going to do it this year? What is the best way to do it? We're checking with other pastors, too. How are we going to get this thing started and and reach the, the community for the Lord? So very, very important. Remember, when you get busy for the Lord, the devil gets busy, too. We'll cover that next week. He always tries to hinder the work of the Lord. Now that's all we have to say for you to you today. Uh, some things that you need to think about, meditate on, maybe think uh, even now maybe some things were brought to your mind, some goals that you've been thinking about that you need to address, you need to get busy as you serve the Lord together here at Cornerstone Independent Baptist. Remember to continue to pray also for our missionaries. And we read two letters today uh, from our missionaries. And uh, they always have challenges. And uh, I, I, I want to try to find out uh, from some of these missionaries some other goals that they might have where we can help them to reach those goals. The Lord, during this time of COVID, has been very, very kind and precious to us and has blessed us in so many ways. Uh, I've said it before and I, I say it in a way not to make you get a big head, but to make you even praise the Lord more. He has blessed us even through this financially. And I know of other churches, they are suffering and hurting, but God has uh, blessed us and, uh, and we need to share that blessing with others. That's always the most important thing to remember and to do. Amen? So let's keep all of those things in mind. Let's remember God can do the impossible. We're seeing it. I guarantee you, you will see it throughout this study and this book of Nehemiah. How powerful a God that we serve. And if we are willing and able... We can be successful in serving him with all of our hearts. Let's pray.